ADHD Rewired, episode 230. This is the show designed for those of us with really good intentions, but a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and speaker. The website is ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me tell you about this. What? If there's this group for people with ADHD? Everybody has thoughts, and most of our thoughts are mostly nonsense. And it takes groups like this to be able to see what the sense is in all of this. Very grateful for being able to join this group and now have a very steady practice of making sense out of all the nonsense. I thought it was going to be a real bummer to be held accountable, and it's just been a super great pleasure. I had been listening to the podcast for a little over a year. It wasn't very long after I got diagnosed that I started looking for a podcast. So when I signed up, I was burnt out, exhausted, and I knew I needed to change my approach to life. But I found a group that's had so many similar experiences. There were so many times I felt like they had been like spying on my life and my thoughts and everything. It went from like feeling like I didn't have anybody to relate to, to having a whole set of people to relate to. Over the course, I've learned how to prioritize self-care and how to have self-compassion. I've also learned that it's okay to ask for help and nobody's going to get mad and I'm not going to explode. I might actually explode if I don't ask for help. (laughs) And then yesterday I realized how many tools I actually did gather in my toolbox. I feel like I have a better foundation to keep going. I was miserable at work. I realized that a lot of the things that I had trouble with were related to ADHD. At the time, my boss was bullying me. I got blamed for a lot of stuff at work and we're not able to see the value I brought. And I felt so low that I wasn't even able to see the value I brought. When I first joined this class, on the first class, I had a panic attack because I thought this was the last outpost. If I didn't fit in here, then I would not fit in anywhere in the world ever. But I found out that it was okay. During the group, I learned how to incorporate self-compassion during meditation. And I practiced Buddhism for 18 years. But when I incorporated this thought into my practice, that allowed me to really move past an impasse that I had. I realized I had been so hard on myself that helped me to root that out. That's amazing. I learned there are terms to describe the things my brain does. And for the first time, I found out there's a group of people who actually understands those things and doesn't use the fact that I do these things to label me as lazy or stupid or thoughtless. I can be a good, hardworking and thoughtful and smart person and have time management problems and problems regulating my attention. I learned how to activate when I have a big, hairy, scary project that I'm terrified of. And uh, lastly, one thing I worried about was that joining this program would be like an excuse. Like, I'm going to wallow in the I have ADHD excuse and put a disability label on myself. And I was afraid that that was going to be what this group was. But that was absolutely wrong. What it did was to free me from that shame and identify really how my brain works so I could operate from a place of self-acceptance. And as a result, I have been more efficient and harder working. That's what this program does. Not it might change your life, but it will change your life. Turn good intentions into amazing actions. 
If you've been intending on joining one of our coaching and accountability groups for some time now, what are you waiting for? Go to coachingrewired.com to learn more and to RSVP to our next registration call. If you're new to the podcast and maybe you were recently diagnosed with ADHD or you're going through that process now and you're looking for support and strategies, ADHD Rewired's coaching and accountability groups will fast track your learning. These groups are intense. We meet three times a week as a group. You'll meet twice a week with your very own accountability team consisting of three other group members, and you'll have a daily check-ins with your accountability team over our group chat. You'll never have to fight traffic, and you can meet in the comfort and privacy of your own home or office. You'll learn planning, time awareness, goal setting, routine building, acceptance, and self-compassion. ADHD Rewired is the experienced leader in online video-based coaching and accountability groups. Learn more and RSVP for our next registration call. If you're catching this on the day this episode came out on Tuesday, August 7th, we are meeting at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern today. Learn more and RSVP for our next registration meeting at coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. I want to thank everyone who supports ADHD Rewired on Patreon with their monthly financial contribution. And I want to thank all of our new patrons, Jane H., Lara M., Kirsten R., Amy F., Shane W., Sheila E., Natalie S., Nathaniel R., and Lynn S., Thank you so much for supporting ADHD Rewired. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. If you're not new to the podcast, and if you've been listening for months or years, I want you to ask yourself, what is this podcast worth to you? Do you value it enough to give five or 10 bucks a month between the podcast, our Facebook community, our monthly live Q&As, all of these things we put out there for you for free to help you learn and feel less alone. Maybe you discovered the podcast a few months ago and you've been binge listening. Has listening helped you make more sense of your life in ways that haven't made sense before? Have you found yourself hearing something that resonated with you so strongly that you responded out loud saying something like, oh my God, I do that too. Or that's an ADHD thing that explains so much. I know that many of you have had these experiences because you've shared them with me. But one of the best ways that you could share that sentiment with me is to become a monthly patron over at ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. I know not everyone is able to give. And if your finances are such that most meals consist of ramen noodles, show your support by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts instead. And that does truly mean a lot to me. And if you are able to contribute a few dollars Give what makes sense for your financial situation. It only takes about two minutes to give. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or click on the Patreon logo at the bottom of the homepage, ADHDrewired.com. When you join, you'll get invited to our next live event for patrons only, which will be either at the very end of August or the beginning of September. Support the podcast that supports you. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And thanks. Last week, you got to listen in to one of our mastermind groups, which was part of a series I recorded with a small group of ADHD Rewired coaching group alum. 
So many of you have reached out to let me know how much you've liked this format, which is great because we have another mastermind session today. You may recall Natalie Pedicelli, the professional organizer from episode 223. Today, it's her turn in the hot seat. When you listen, think about what questions you would have asked. What ideas might you have shared? And then share them with us at ADHDrewire.com slash 230, or you can tweet at me at Eric Tivers. Next week is the second Tuesday of the month, so you'll be hearing the recording from July's live Q&A, and you can also join us at ADHDrewired.com slash events at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 Eastern for our live Q&A. And then in two weeks from now, we'll be back with our final installment of these mastermind sessions. To learn about ADHD Rewired's coaching and accountability group's mastermind sessions, join us for one of our upcoming registration calls at coachingrewired.com. Now, it's time to mastermind. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. We have another mastermind session for you today with our admin. We put the ADD in admin. Uh, so we have today in the uh, in the hot seat, Natalie, and we're going to help Natalie with her business. So I'm going to let Natalie uh, set it up for us, give us some background information, and then we will spend the next hour or so uh, masterminding your the challenge that you're having and help you move forward. So Natalie, why don't you set it up for us? So I'm a professional organizer and I'm newly minted uh, organizer coach. Uh, working towards my ADHD organizer coach. And um, I officially launched my business 10 years ago, been more full-time the last four years and been slowly building content and stuff like that. Um, But I feel I'm in a state of failure to launch because I work on stuff. uh, I don't put it out there quite. And I have just overall overwhelmed trying to keep up with all the social media, how to get my exposure out there, and uh, I'm just seeking a bit of guidance because I get frustrated people who start their business after me. They're better at uh, whipping up the brand and getting it out there. And, uh, but they don't have the knowledge or the content and not necessarily doing the exact same thing as me, but they're an, an online business. And then I look at some of the stuff and I think this is where my perfectionism is also coming in as well, just general fear of not too sure how to doing it. But they put out stuff there, and I think maybe it's my standards are too high because when I look at what that's like, you got to be kidding me. That's not a book. That's a, a leaflet. Um, so I got to get over that, and I need help. Okay. So um, give us a little bit more background as far as what you are doing. Well, um, right now, uh, I've now established myself uh, as a speaker on ADHD and organization. I've um, at uh, three different conferences last year. Um, one, one was training other professional organizers. Another one was uh, training healthcare practitioners. And, uh, and I was at the International ADHD Conference. And I'm speaking again at the ADHD Conference. I'm giving two uh, talks this time around. So I'm, I'm out there in, in that type of community. I do workshops locally um, for couples and one of them has ADHD. I'm going to be doing one for individuals. Um, I might switch the local workshop for the couples to a webinar format. I think it's hard to secure people for a whole day weekend. And that's one of my questions. I'm wondering, I've got lots of content now that I've built like for quotes and 
some images as collected to put out there on social media, but I have some presence, but it's so minor. I do have a student coming in this summer and that's the main focus. I wanted to get me up there get me an Instagram and uh, just to get my name out there and, and manage that part. But on the back burner is uh, a book that I started that I have to continue, but also have to reposition. It was initially made for families, but I've realized I really like working with ADHD entrepreneurs. I can still help the families, but you know, the entrepreneurs helping them in their business is great, getting them organized. And I'm trying to think what else do I have there that's going on. And of course, I want to you know, just start having a presence uh, in the Francophone world. I'm from Quebec, where it's, you know, well, not everybody speaks French in Quebec pretty much. Uh, and uh, just to have that, because there are a limited number of resources, not as many as in the English-speaking world. And of course, like that could extrapolate into France, where they seem to have an impression that ADHD doesn't really exist. Their 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 incidence rate is zero point five percent, as opposed to five percent population. But I'd like to be able to help the French community overall. So there's a there's an advocacy piece there. It sounds like as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I'm not doing this. Uh, I'm doing. I've now found my calling. I found my love. It took me, you know, forty odd years to figure it out, but you know. I have it now. Um, I mean, that's why I also run a local support group. I was asked to come in and facilitate, so I build content for them as well. And, and uh, you know, I really saw uh, a lot of my clients when they're married. Most of them are married to neurotypical partners who are the total opposite. And that's why I developed uh, the talk on that and workshops because there's a lot of misunderstanding as a result of a high divorce rate. And I help them understand each other, to understand the difference in the communication and that um, ADHD is a third person, if you want, in the relationship, so that they're able to distinguish between the two. And, you know, uh, it's not 100% organization, improved communication, which is being organized in a way by having understandings and agreements. It's also having physical setup. So there's a lot of advocacy in that. And, and I really want to pass the message on that, you know, having ADHD is not a sentence for failure. It just means that you have a, you know, came with a different set of instructions. And you can do anything that anybody else can. You just got to adapt your way of doing and thinking things to be able to deliver in a neurotypical world. Okay, let's uh, let's jump in with questions for clarification. Does anyone have any? I have I have a couple, but I want to see if uh, any of you guys have clarification questions. All right, Will? Yeah. So I just wanted to what? Uh, so so you said you have a Facebook page. Do you have any other social media? Uh, I do have a LinkedIn uh, account. I don't post very often yet. I have uh, Twitter, but I haven't used it in quite some time. I figure right now I'm just trying to get presence uh, locally. I do share in groups. I do lots of networking because that's uh, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. People with ADHD are three times more likely to be entrepreneurs, so they're in business and a lot of them don't know. So I'm exposed mm-hmm. in that sense. Uh, and I've, I've started creating, um, I have a little video application to create really quick videos and uh, you basically take a blog you post it in and then it converts to video you need to tweak and just record and it's that's part of me worked on more this summer as i get the student to help me write content okay uh erica natalie if you could put into a percentage what you who you want to spend your time with do you want to do 70 percent lecturing 30 percent personal coaching you know, how, you know, webinars, how, how would you want to see your day and what's the most profitable and how do you want to spend your time and who do you want to work with? Great questions. 
Well, I, I, you know, I'm uh, pushing 50 here. So um, definitely the less physical work is um, more and more interesting for me. But I've also noticed working online with clients from just before even the coaching part, the organizing online is actually more effective to do mm. shorter but more frequent interventions over a longer period of time with people with ADHD because we have time to uh, implement, make corrections, implement, and, you know, and, and modify as opposed to me coming in, fixing it up, and you know, I'm still teaching them, but there's very little, well, less frequent follow-through than there is when you're on an online snap. Now I have the added skills of coaching. So the other thing, too, is the mobility of it. Like right now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm out in Prince Edward Island. Uh, we purchased an RV that has a separate little room that's my office, and I want to have that ability to take my business on the road. Um, I still like the local contact as well, but you know what? I want to get the message out to more people because I get so many people that I meet. They don't know what's going on. They've consulted psychologists, psychiatrists. They hired business coaches, life coaches. They can't figure out, and then they yeah. I, you know, happen to talk to them, and then you know, I said, "Well, you know, look at this little questionnaire. Do you recognize yourself? Or go see this little book. All dogs have ADHD. Do you recognize you or, your, or somebody?" And then it's like, "Oh my God! It's like me. It's my spouse. It's my..." Uh, my child, you know, and then like one woman says, I've been yelling at my husband for 20 years. I now understand his brain. So I want to get the message out overall. And I think that the online world is the way to go. So I don't need to have the physical mm-hmm. element with clients. And I'm starting to establish a presence too with uh, psychologists, um, connections uh, for referral partners. It's just, I guess, I don't know, there's a bit of fear of the perfectionism to put it out there. And some stuff is I well, I don't know, and, and the social media is just keeping up. Well, let me let me just uh, share this about perfectionism that um, our our community loves imperfection. The more I screw stuff up, the more it seems like people like it. So it's like, which has been a huge relief to me as a perfectionist in recovery. Um, So just keep that in mind that that people like they don't love the super duper polished kind of stuff. I mean, I guess some people like that, but I think that it's, you know, it's, I guess I think people feel that it's more real and authentic when, you know, it's like, I'm not saying that we should be a hot mess, you know, and, and, you know, on social media, but like, it's okay to screw stuff up sometimes and own it and talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I have to remember that. That's a good point. (laughs) Tina. (laughs) So, Natalie, do you um, do you do any blogging yet? I've uh, actually have a few written, but I haven't again put them out there. Uh, in part, was waiting for my new website, which I've been talking about for a while. I finally hired somebody. Um, you know, for just at the time though, I was also going through my sort of well, not sorry, but training for coaching and a lot of expenses. So I was sort of trying to stretch out the launch. So we're coming towards the end. Theoretically, I could put it out on my existing website that I have now, which is not optimal. But part of the, what I want to have is that student is just a basically going to take my PowerPoints of my workshop and, and I showed her how she could break it down into various topics. I've also taken some training on how to get into the media. Um, I only did one attempt. I didn't really do it yet. Again, it's because I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And it's that, again, I don't perfection and slash fear of launching. Um, so... And that, and each blog will be converted into a video because I know certainly the ADHD community, the video could be more 
Talk, talk about that. Like, is it the idea yes. of the blog is converted into a video or are you reading the blog? Like, what, what does that look like? You mean in terms of producing the blog? Producing the video, if it's based off of, oh, is it a vlog or a blog? Well, I'm going to do both because to create the video, it's, it's an application that you basically take your text, you paste it in. That's step one. Step two, it picks out pictures for you off the internet that are Creative Commons, so I don't have to make sure that I, I have rights to use them. The third part is uh, you choose your background music, which is royalty-free. Part number four is uh, I record each segment individually, and then five is uploaded. Now, I don't have to worry, because part of it, when I was trying to do videos of myself, I was like, oh, okay, worrying about the position of the camera, then the makeup, then the lighting, then the sound. So I said, I want to do videos without me in them, because I can churn them much faster now mm -hmm. that I've discovered this. Video is so, a lot of work. Yes, this is an easier thing, and I can get. I figured I can get the student on here. I don't have to do them all in video, but there. I mean, the video. I put out a. I consider it a really done fast and dirty video to promote my workshop, and in two days, and I only shared locally. I had eighteen hundred people looking at it. I uh, know. Um, I just had an so, idea for you. Everything yeah. fast and dirty videos to help you clean shit up. Okay, that's an idea. <laughs> All right, uh, Marisol. So a uh, quick question, although I think this one's answered, although I have another one. I assume this is a full-time type of thing because I know that you have kids, but they're more of adult kids. So you, this is definitely a full-time situation. Mm -hmm. So if so, though, um, I'm not sure if your kids are still living at home or what other um, responsibilities do you have? So are you trying to split your time or can you really devote pretty much your workday to, to your business? I can, and and I'm putting it out there that I also struggle from procrastination and addiction. I'm addicted to TV, so I've had to put in uh, timers uh, for the main floor TV where there's a cozy couch and a blanket near the food, uh, so it's off from 10 to 4, and I also have it go off at midnight so I don't stay up too late. Uh, I have a TV in my office. There is not an addiction there. I put it more on for background noise, so I do spend too much time, but I did notice the days without my medication, it is so much harder to activate. So that's one of the things I'm trying to take my medication every day. And I've now discovered if I take it a little bit later in the morning, more like 10 to 11 rather than when I first get up, in my case, it's helping me get through the dinner time, have dinner, watch TV, and no longer go work. Now it, it, I'm more likely to say, okay, I watched one episode, that's enough, and I go up. That's the effect that the medication helps for me is the activation and uh, get back to work kind of thing. Um, so that's better. And I, I may will have a student coming in for two months, uh, nine to four uh, to, through a government grant. I'm able to get a student in and that's, you know, definitely going to create that anchor that I need the self-discipline because I can't be, you know, sleeping in or goofing off. So I do have my own struggles with some of ADHD too. Erica. So I think Getting back to, you know, who who's your client and who do you want to focus in on? I had taken a social media, a couple, I guess I have a certificate uh, in, in social media anyway. What I, realized oh, I, I is, guess I have a, a certificate. Well, I do, but, you know. I just don't know where um, it is. <laughs> such that it is and such that I used it. But what I realized is there was a lot of different businesses in, in there, Natalie. And what really, because it's so overwhelming that you can actually get paralyzed with how many forms of social media there are. So it comes back into 
who is your audience? What do you want to do? And you said it so beautifully. And I just, just so applaud what you're doing. But who is your audience? What are they looking at? So you think, oh my God, I'm going to do Twitter. Is your client on Twitter? I don't know. Is it mostly women, you know, you know, like that, that are coming to you and are they on Twitter? If so, then that's where you need to focus. So don't think, you know, there was, for example, a baker who was part of our group. Well, very important that they're on Insta, right? Because they got to show what they bake. But for someone else who's doing some other kind of meat, you know, what some other kind of product, they don't need to do that. Now in the organization world, maybe you do. So you need to pick your poison. Don't do, try to do everything at once was the big thing from that. You know, one at a time, get it into a schedule, get it into a spreadsheet, plan it, schedule it, get the help you need. Make sure your branding is on, is on mark with, with who your target audience is. And then I think the overwhelm will kind of, you know, go away when you know, Hey, I'm going to do blogs this month and for the next three. And then I'm going to, and I, you know, I'm going to start Instagram into, in, you know, four months. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, well, I, I I agree with you because I am my ideal client's an entrepreneur, so LinkedIn is a big one. Um, Twitter, I don't know, but I hear people with ADHD like Twitter because it's short little bursts. Um, so I don't know that I can neglect that one. Uh, and Instagram, I kind of have to have some of it out there because as uh, the organizing part, people like to see some before and after, some you know nice faces, even if the you know it was a client that did themselves through my guidance. Right. Um, so I I'm, I did. You know, told, tell my student I'm going to hire you. Got to get me started on Instagram. And I have a friend who um, I'm coaching. One of my best friends, pro bono. She's now. She kept sending me stuff like, "What do you think of this?" Thing? I said, "You know what? Just go on my Pinterest and post it there. <laughs> you build the content. I trust her now. She's a social worker by training, so um, she's uh, she she knows there's amazingly a lot of uh, similarities between coaching and social working as I'm learning with uh, working with her. Do you and think your clients right are now, on Pinterest? I was wondering well, that too. I, there, yeah, there there are some clients, maybe not so much the entrepreneur, but definitely the individual person who is aspiring to have that organized space will be on Pinterest. Um, so right now, it's, that's not costing me anything. Right now, it's, I didn't need to build my own content because what happens when you have your own content, people will see this, oh, I like this. And uh, then they'll go look or if, you know, uh, to go see who is this person, because I've done it myself on a couple of platforms to see that. And then that brings people, they go now start browsing your website. And then they say, you know what, uh, you know, I'll take up on that free, you know, 30 minute offer for consult and, and it goes from there. So that's the whole goal. And so I do will not necessarily focus on those like Facebook or Pinterest, but uh, I'm trying to look at a platform that could probably post on the different things with the student. We're going to build a lot of content and I want her to schedule stuff. So I just don't know if they can do it all, but I think ultimately I think uh, LinkedIn is the main area that I really need to get out there to help the entrepreneurs. Okay. So if, if that's the platform that you want to target, then I would, I would encourage you to exclusively focus on LinkedIn. Hey, like, okay. uh, um, and Timmy just put in the chat. She disagrees. So, uh, and, and here's what I'm going to tell you, because as, as when, when I was first getting into social media, when I was first uh, getting ready to launch the podcast, I was like, I was actually really late to like the social media game and really late to Facebook. And I was like, uh, you know, I was reading stuff by like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's like, you got to be everywhere. And, 
And I was listening to an interview, and I'm trying to remember uh, what podcast it was on, but it was um, this. Uh, the, the guest basically said, "Is like, don't try to master all of these platforms. Focus on one platform. Get good at that one platform, and then expand from there." Right? Like for me, it's been Facebook, and I'm starting to sort of creep into Twitter now. Right? Like it's it's. Um, to really, because it's it, it is overwhelming, and the rules keep changing. Um, and the other thing is that social different social media platforms are context is important. Um, I see people that post the very same things, and I'm I'm guilty of this sometimes too. Uh, and like, uh, will post the same things on, on Facebook they do on Twitter as they do on on say Instagram. Like, it's it's really not a smart way to do it because like it it really needs to be native to that platform. Um, otherwise, it just seems like you're spamming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. I know that we uh, were talking about, about um, uh, LinkedIn because you think that's where the clients are, and, and that may be. What's the one? What's the one medium that you could develop? So whether it's blogging, um, uh, audio, video, um, what's the, but what's the one medium that you could develop that would make posting on social media easier or unnecessary? Well, I, I, I have to, the whole idea is I have to drive traffic to my website so that they will sign up on the newsletter and then that's but, but a what's the one But like, what's the one medium that will help you, that will help you drive, that you can get content out there that will in turn get you more uh, uh, people to sign up for your email well, list at your website? My, my sense is that video is very strong with the ADHD community um, and it can't be too long. It just have to be short little clips be clips of tips or just taking a blog i just figured if i'm writing the content for the video i can also use it as a blog for those who prefer to do the reading part um i don't know if i'm right or wrong that's my my question right now i don't know if anybody uh, out in the community can tell me what are you more likely like i know uh jessica mccabe's uh, how to adhd um youtube videos i'm not going to speak to that extent because i first of all, i don't have the skill or the talent but I think the medium, because uh, you know, like a lot of people with ADHD do have difficulty with uh, reading or don't like to read. So you know, I think the the videos. I, I also like think it's important, attention. Natalie, to to really focus on how do you be you. Don't try to be somebody else. Okay. No, I, I think yeah, I think I'm I'm clear on who I am now and my message. I could tell you maybe three four years ago I wasn't 100 percent sure, but now I know I I know now that I'm good at what I do, and uh, I know my stuff. How could you I, show people like, that? What's the one thing you can do to show people that you're good at what you do? I, I, I don't know. I think it's talking. I, I, I mean, I, I was, I'm flirting That's also with you. telling people what you French. do. How could you show them? Uh, do you mean more like how-to, video, how-to videos or, or have a live interaction with a client, a recorded session? I don't know what you... Those are both great, those are both great ideas. What, what other ideas okay. do you have? Um, <laughs> how do I... I, I don't know. Um, uh, webinars where I just open for Q and A and people ask me. I uh, okay. Or, or I know I know there's Facebook Live that a lot of people are doing that. People tune in and again. It's the opportunity to have that live interaction where I just say, you know, hey, I have trouble with this and do on the spot uh, stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, so I, I just I just had an idea. Uh, it, this may or may not be feasible. So I'm imagining uh, you, you in your RV. Can you get one of those big like um, magnets that you can put on the side of your your RV that says like the the mm-hmm. mobile organizer 
And then you can like go down different neighborhoods and say, and basically get volunteers who want to have their space organized. And you come in with a video, with like with a video crew and like you actually live stream, get like organizing somebody's space. The kind of they do with those garden re- rehabs. Yes. They, they patrol the hardware landscaping parts and anybody want to be a landscape makeover. Okay. That's one possibility. Yeah. Right. You can get a, you can get a GoPro. You can get a, um, like you can get a really cool camera set up for a couple hundred dollars and, and have it look pretty awesome with, with not a ton of editing. Um, and I think the best thing to do is live stream because no one expects live stream to be polished. Okay. That's, an, that's a good point. And especially if you have those perfectionistic tendencies, live stream is the way to go because you don't really have the option to edit. Yeah. Okay. And, but would you would do that more on a Facebook live type of setup? Or, it, it could or? be. It, there are platforms that actually allow you to do uh, stream live stream to Facebook to, uh, to Twitter to like, all, I mean, all those different platforms where you can live stream all at the same time. Okay. I have to research okay. that, I guess. And YouTube. Yep. <laughs> so, so for, for listeners, uh, Marisol and, and Tina are like trying to shout something. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Tina, good. My hands are off the controls. It's all you know. Okay. Got okay, it. Okay. okay. Um, so Natalie, I think yeah. that we need to just film what you did with me, which was we go over to that bookcase over there in the hall. And as I get stuck emotionally, you show what you do Mm. because you know, I get Mm. stuck emotionally. I love that specific, like we get stuck emotionally because often we just say we get stuck, but that's really what it is. We get stuck emotionally. That's mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. It's a big part. Well, and, and for those of us with ADHD, and we're a little bit older and I've got my mother's stuff and I've got my stuff and I've got my mother-in-law's stuff. And it's the, it was the avalanche. Well, my avalanche is better, but what you did with me was so effective in a very short time. Mm. And we also worked on a little bit on the, um, my list to be listed room as well. Mm. I appreciate the feedback. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And we just need to put that up on YouTube and watch the stuff come in. I, My only concern, concern though, is is because it's you know we're we're dealing with some pretty personal stuff, and, and sometimes it may also, in some cases, uh, putting it out there that you have ADHD. Um, so not necessarily everybody's maybe willing to do that. So I, I guess that's, I have uh, two hundred and twenty some episodes of people sharing some pretty personal stuff, including you. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, like our, I think that our community um, is one, they, you know, when you feel that connection to community, we're more open to sharing. And I think that there's a lot of people that say, well, you're going to organize my space for free. If you just like, if I show it, like if, you, if I have money, you show it to other Record people, it. like yeah. sign me up. Like when can we start? Okay. <laughs> I'll put it out there. <laughs> He's listening. Contact me. Natalie. I anything to record. Yeah. Natalie, I would say yeah. one, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think Eric started a great idea and, and Tina gave you a perfect concrete example. And if you feel kind of funny, I mean, going up to random strangers with your, we decided you should have a custom painted RV and, you know, rolling up to their house, then like Eric, you know, find some people that you already know, like me. Or Tina, or you know some you know some right. people who are willing to do that, or people who are close to you in in your neighborhood, and that way you can do the video um, and just talk to them a little bit ahead of time. 
And that way, you know, maybe you don't roll up to somebody's house and all of a sudden it gets super personal and, and that kind of thing. So maybe kind of doing that at first and getting the hang of it. And I think, I think that's a great idea. It gives people a nugget of what you do and then mm-hmm. they want more. So you give them okay. a little nugget, show them what you do, and mm-hmm. then they will run to your website to get more. Which, by the way, you said that you hired a web designer, um, but there yeah. was problems and now they may not be working with you anymore. Have you tried doing something like Wix or Squarespace or something like oh, that? I, I, I'm, I'm currently on, on the Vista print website that I put out there until I sort of figure things out. Okay. So it's, it's close to wrapping up. It's just, uh, I'm hoping to have it out soon. My new okay. one where people can sign up for things and then I'll be able to have a much more professional looking is right now. It's not looking so great. Okay. Um, but so, so long as I mean, you have a, if you yeah. have a place, because again, like Eric said, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be super polished. It's just so that when somebody sees one of these little videos and says, Oh my gosh, I need that. So they have somewhere to go that has your name and your contact information. And it's nice if it looks pretty and that kind of thing, but it doesn't have to be super polished. When they see what you do, they'll know. And if they know that it's kind of you know specifically geared maybe towards ADHD, if they have ADHD, they're not yeah. going to care if your website is beautifully polished. They're going to care that you can help them. So mm-hmm. somewhere where they can reach you and have good contact with you is really what you need. But... Find a friend, organize it, and do it. It'll be great. I have I have somebody in mind that I might be able to do. do. She's uh, pretty open to stuff, so I might try that. Okay. Uh, I think Erica had her hand up, and then Will. Oh well, you know, I'm just even thinking about the hot box that you went through in your webinar, Natalie, and I've yep. totally implemented that. And I really love it. And I just Re- think, remind us know, what the hot box is because oh, it goes yeah. on top of your desk, and it's just. Like, so that everything's, as she calls it, standing up, not on its side, like follow up to do read, file, research and mail. And it's just right on top of your desk and in different colored files, um, folders. And um, it just prevents sort of the mess everywhere. And just to do a before and and after um, things like that is just so important for people to see here's what it looked like before and after. So... And part of the hot box, the idea is that it's anything that requires an action, anything that's been paid and called or sent gets filed into your file cabinet and that right. is action. And, and you put the action in your planner as well. So it just makes it more in view. Thank you. Will? Uh, yeah, I also wanted to um, address another one of the things that was in your uh, mastermind sheets was whether or not you should like raise your prices. And you mm-hmm. absolutely should like i don't without knowing where they're at now raise them it helps you bring in better clients you'll actually bring in more clients um everything i've run where i've like lowered prices has gone super badly people go oh this is not as good of a product my initial thing i wrote down was just like double whatever you're charging now maybe it doesn't need to be that extreme but that's what my initial thought was okay i appreciate the feedback good point all right. What I want to do is uh, take a, a quick break. Um, when we come back, um, I have a, I have a few questions that I want to ask you to help you uh, bring a little bit more focus to what you're trying to do here. So we will be right back. I want to thank everyone who supports ADHD Rewired on Patreon with their monthly financial contribution. And I want to thank all of our new patrons, J. 
Jane H, Lara M, Kirsten R, Amy F, Shane W, Sheila E, Natalie S, Nathaniel R, and Lynn S. Thank you so much for supporting ADHD Rewired. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. If you're not new to the podcast, and if you've been listening for months or years, I want you to ask yourself, what is this podcast worth to you? Do you value it enough to give five or 10 bucks a month between the podcast, our Facebook community, our monthly live Q&As? All of these things we put out there for you for free to help you learn and feel less alone. Maybe you discovered the podcast a few months ago and you've been binge listening. Has listening helped you make more sense of your life in ways that haven't made sense before? Have you found yourself hearing something that resonated with you so strongly that you responded out loud saying something like, oh my God, I do that too. Or that's an ADHD thing that explains so much. I know that many of you have had these experiences because you've shared them with me. But one of the best ways that you could share that sentiment with me is to become a monthly patron over at ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. I know not everyone is able to give. And if your finances are such that most meals consist of ramen noodles, show your support by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts instead. And that does truly mean a lot to me. And if you are able to contribute a few dollars, give what makes sense for your financial situation. It only takes about two minutes to give. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, or click on the Patreon logo at the bottom of the homepage at hgrewired.com. When you join, you'll get invited to our next live event for patrons only, which will be either at the very end of August or the beginning of September. Support the podcast that supports you. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E. O-N. And thanks. The next season of coaching and accountability groups is just around the corner. Have you said to yourself that you are going to join the next one? How many times has that happened? If you're serious about tackling some of your biggest ADHD challenges and you're ready to put in the work, then RSVP our upcoming Groupified Registration Events this Tuesday, August 7th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. To enroll in the group, you must RSVP to this group registration call, which will be on Zoom. I'm going to go over everything that you would need to know in order to decide if a group is a good fit for you. I will answer your questions, and I'm going to ask you questions too. So be in a quiet and private location where you'll be able to speak freely. A webcam is required. And in order to get the full group experience, please do not log in on your smartphone. Use your computer or laptop so you can see everyone on screen. If you missed last week's episode, I went into more detail about why we're trying to move from one-on-one registration interviews to doing it in a group. And anyone who RSVPs to our first group registration on the 7th, and signs up on that day, we'll get $140 off the cost of registration. To learn more and to RSVP, go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. All right, we are back. And um, I said before the break that I wanted to ask you a few more questions regarding uh, some, some things that I think will help you bring 
uh, some more focus to what you're trying to do. So here's my first question for you. It sounds like there is a, there's a lot of things that you have started, but haven't finished, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the one thing that you could finish such by doing it will make everything else in your business easier or unnecessary? This is where I'm a little bit not sure the best thing is to build content for my website. No, what can you finish? No, I don't know. <laughs> like, so, so starting nothing new, what can you finish that would make everything easier in your business? The website, I think. Like if I get the website up I'm and running, really glad that you said that because that, uh, I, I wrote a note uh, on your one, your one thing uh, or on your worksheet that said, uh, this is your one thing. And I circled your thing on your website. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the the validation. I I question myself a lot. And and I would encourage you to not create any other content right now that is not directly uh, um, impacting the completion of your website and websites are iterative, right? You're not going to get everything you want on there all at once. Right. And this will probably not be your last website either. You will probably at some point in the future redevelop an entire new website at some point. Mm -hmm. But right now you need a basically you need an online business card. Right. That says just a little bit about you, how people can reach you Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe a couple of testimonials if you can get those. Perfect. Okay, my other question, you have the uh, the the added asset of speaking French and you said you wanted to do some of the stuff in French. Now, I know that there are a lot of tools that can probably translate English to French pretty easily. And since you know the language, you can check to see if those translations are actually good. Doing video will create twice as much work because you'd have to actually like duplicate the actual process of video. But blogging, writing, it seems like it would be easier to have it in in, uh, two languages. What do you think about Mm -hmm. that? Well, I, I do plan. I, I think I, I need to get uh, the French going because there, I, in my opinion, there's less out there that's available for the resources for the ADHD community, not just in Quebec, but in, in France, as I mentioned earlier. So I know I, I could try to see if the, the Google Translate application would be good enough to translate, but it definitely it has to be tweaked But uh, because they'll pick it up really fast that this is a translation otherwise. All right. So I, I, I think... The content, the idea, once it's built, I could work on the translations definitely afterwards. Right, and here, here my, my next question is, uh, I'm, like, I'm asking as, uh, um, a, as a coaching question around business growth and development, not mm-hmm. as someone who is an ADHD advocate. Okay. Okay. Is the French speaking target audience, is it big enough to really bring in the business that you're trying to create? Well, if I figure there are 8 million people in Quebec, and if we figure, take 5% of that, uh, okay, my math skills here, uh, we're looking at 400,000 people. Now, most of them are not necessarily aware that they have ADHD, so that's why I was always talking about creative entrepreneurs and and people with ADHD. So what's the the 400,000? What is that number? Well, well, so it's 400,000, right, that... Uh, that would have ADHD and 5% is the conservative number, right? And then, unfortunately, those three quarters of them are not necessarily aware they have ADHD. So let's say it's 100,000 people. Okay. If I work down, I, 
who are aware they have ADHD and live in Quebec. And then there may be some in France or elsewhere. So I, I think 100,000 people is a big enough a, of a pool to tap into. Now, I have to figure out. Okay, so I get, can I share some, uh, maybe some, uh, some yeah. sobering realities here? All right. Um, yeah. So in the U.S., the the number that I've uh, heard thrown around, it's about 15 million people in the U.S. Uh, who have yeah. ADHD. Okay. I've been podcasting for about four and a quarter years. Okay. I have uh, one, right now 1.3 million downloads. That does not mean that 1.3 million people have listened to, to the podcast. I get on mm-hmm. average uh, right now uh, within the first 24 hours of a podcast going out um, about somewhere between 2,500 to, to I think 3,000 downloads. And within about eight weeks, I get about uh, somewhere in the ballpark of, of 5,000 kind of uh, plus or minus uh, about 1,000. Okay. That's in a pool of 15 million Okay. Okay. Now, I, there's probably a ratio that you can do, but I am not going to math. I'm not asking you to math, but it might be worth uh, figuring out what that is. So what I'm saying is that, you know, first of all, there's, there's still a lot of, while podcasting is a medium that's growing, um, while so, a lot of people are on social media, not everybody is. And so you have to also look at that as well. So just, you know, not everyone who speaks French and has ADHD is also going to be on, uh, on social media. Now, there's also an opportunity here as well. If you wanted to really target the French-speaking uh, community, would you be open to only doing that? To doing only the French? Yes. Uh, I feel disconnected, though, with the ADHD community overall, though, because there's so much happening internationally, certainly at least in the U.S., in English. I, I know I could become something more in the French, but I, I, I don't know. I just feel like you're somehow missing a part and not staying in the conversation in the English slide. So that, that sounds... Without, necessar- without necessarily advertising myself, I definitely have to stay connected just to find out what are the latest things happening. No? Well, I don't know. I, I also hear some, there's some FOMO there uh, a little bit. Um, you know, You know, and I think that it comes to this idea of we, uh, in order to, to achieve extraordinary results means that we have to say no to a lot of really good opportunities and only say yes to the great ones, right? And the more narrow we create our focus, the more success we are going to have and the less overwhelm we are going to experience. Okay, so I I understand because I also recommend to newly new uh, people in the organizing industry is find your niche because just to be a residential organizer is you have everybody competing against you. And you figure out your needs, you can charge more people come to you and, you know, and, uh, you're the specialist. So yeah, I'm, I love cause this happens. <laughs> this happens to me too. I love when the advice that I give gets turned around and given back to me and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's good advice. Yeah. I should, I should take my own advice. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. What other questions uh, or ideas do you, do you guys have? Marisol, did you have? Okay. I did. Now you just made me question my question, but um, it's very meta. <laughs> I, yes. Um, so, Natalie, you mentioned in your mastermind um, about you know that you have kind of a half finished book, but you see other people putting out things that they call a book, and you're like, "But it's a pamphlet." Um, but might it be kind of a good idea to maybe make all that information you want to cram into that one big book? If we're talking about ADHD people. They're probably, they may not make it through the entire book. So maybe short yeah. pieces of information yeah. 
would be better. And that way you can get them out more quickly as opposed to writing the book kind of thing that may be looming over your head. And so if you get that information out more quickly, you can you can advertise yourself as well as finishing that content instead of having the book kind of looming over your head. Uh, good point. Let's make a series of booklets as opposed to one big book. Can the ADHD point? Yes, absolutely. I think that's, I should focus on that because that seems more achievable. And uh, downloading free eBooks are great email band magnets. Yeah. Tina? Okay. I really think that the entrepreneurial angle, because entrepreneurs struggle with keeping things organized. I, I certainly know that I have on my, my many business adventures and that just organically, a lot of them are going to be ADHD. They don't know. Yeah. And so it's just a crossover. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. And, and, I, and I have one client in particular who, who's been through a number of uh, assistants and staff and they, he's hired people, they don't get him. And, you know, and he's called me back and just say, can you come back? Because nobody gets it. And I, I want to train the staff so they can help them. Uh, that speaks volumes. Do that. Yeah. Erica? that Natalie, that you're going to say like on your website, which I'm sorry, I don't have visited. It's ADHD. If you've got that, come here, you know, this is it. Or are you saying I'm an organizer with a specialty in ADHD? You, you see the difference? Well, because if, if I was to yeah. come to you mm, a couple of years ago, I would be like, I, I don't need her for that. I need an organizer. You see? And then you could have helped me obviously find out a bit sooner, yeah. maybe. Uh, I was having that debate with my web designer because he was saying, well, you shouldn't put it just ADHD, especially if you're telling me three quarters of the people don't know they have ADHD. Uh, so it's there, there's a portion that's just, you know, at home, at work for professionals, and there's a specific for ADHD, well, but I mean, most of the text yeah. is written for ADHD. So because I, I would know, be comforted as a, <laughs> I would be comforted as an ADHD person to say, oh, I'm, I'm coming to you. Because you you really understand it, but that doesn't exclude other people. But I would know, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, okay, she really gets it. I would want to go to you for sure. Mm -hmm. I completely agree, Natalie. And the fact that, you know, they always talk about with teaching tools, that when you're teaching to your ADHD students, those same skills apply to everybody. So those same skills can work for lots of people. They don't have to be ADHD and I would assume that it's somewhat the same in organization. The skills that an ADHD person needs for organization can still apply to neurotypical people. So I liked Erica's idea of having the website say, you're an organizer who has a specialty in ADHD, not necessarily an ADHD organizer, because that's going to limit your client base. So maybe somebody sees one of your videos or reads your blog or something and says, oh, you know, she sounds like the right person I need. And like Erica said, don't know they have ADHD or maybe they don't have it. They just need help organizing. And they get to your website. If they see you're an ADHD organizer, oh, you know, oh, well, that, that's not me. Natalie, so, let, me ask, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you want to work with yeah. people who don't have ADHD? Uh, the, I don't resonate with them as much. It's just I don't want to lose the people who, who mm -mm. Uh, don't know they have ADHD. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No? Okay. No? <laughs> so if, if you don't resonate with the, the ADHD uh, or the, the neurotypical folks as much. Um, because here's the thing, like the, the neurotypical folks also probably will not be as understanding or even comforted by whenever your ADHD shows up. Right. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I think for me, um, and I've, 
know this is true for, for other ADHD coaches and it's other professionals. Like when you really focus on your one thing, right? Like don't try to be everything to everybody. I mean, and I, th- I think, you know, when I first started my, my clinical practice, like I was uh, working with ADHD and, uh, and autism, right? Mm-hmm. I now only work with ADHD because I realized like, cause I, you know, as I've spent years trying to learn as much as I can about um, both of these things. And, and the more that, that, that I've learned, the more I realize I can't really have deep expertise in both. There's not enough time to learn both. And, and even though I still get calls from people who were like, I, I, I got your name from so-and-so who worked with you. I'm like, yes, this is, this is, this is, I don't do that work anymore. Right. Okay. But how do you, how do you capture the people who are out there? They're, they're struggling. They can't figure out what's going on with them. They're undiagnosed ADHD basically. Is I that, don't want to lose them. So is that why I think I can help? Is that okay? Because so that's, that's the advocacy role uh, that, that you're, you're talking about. So yeah. is there, can you, in a sense, uh, is there something you can do maybe in, in whether it's marketing or community outreach that can help maybe identify individuals with, with ADHD? Um, so maybe doing uh, uh, workshops in your community around disorganization or, and then it, once you have that audience and talking about how this is actually, these are features of ADHD and you will have these, these, uh, the members of the audience go, that's what ADHD is. I mean, every time I present to, to uh, um, uh, parent groups, especially teachers, I will always, this is my, my favorite part of presenting to teachers, I will always have two or three teachers that come up to me afterwards and I would say, I had no idea what ADHD actually is. And I think yeah. you just described my entire life. Right. And it, mm-hmm. and it sounds like that's sort of what you're looking for as well, which is, I mean, those are kind of magical moments, right? Yeah. But those yeah. aren't the moments that pay the bills. Okay. Okay, so, so, do, so, so include that's, that's some of that. A, I have a little card, okay. Right, include some of that in what you do, right? I, and I, I think that's important work to, to do, but don't let that be your primary focus. Okay. Okay, because you got to pay the really bills. On those who know they have it, to focus on those who know they have it and help improve their life. Yes. Do what you do really well and get even better at it. Okay. Other thoughts from you guys? Or, Natalie, uh, any questions based on, on all of this? I will let the others talk to get some more input because I, I need the validation of this and it helps with the clarity of things. Mm-hmm. Marcel? I had a thought as I was reading through your mastermind um, and listening to this. Do you have another entrepreneur friend who maybe can be your business body double kind of thing? Kind of sharing ideas? Uh, to a certain degree, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm coaching some of them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe they can be the ones, you know, since you're both in entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurs, then you can kind of keep each other accountable. Hey, have you, have you finished up your website yet? Or, Hey, did you send that thing out to Twitter yet? Um, yeah. keep, keep each other on track in that way. There's motivation on your part. Hey, I need to tell Susie or whoever, um, about her website and she'll remind me. Yeah, we, we do, I do a, a weekly mini mastermind with three other women entrepreneurs, but we're not holding each other accountable enough for announcing what we're doing, but I think we need to, to be Account- more, um, an accountability group. What? It's, well, it's, we're, we're sort of announcing what we're doing and, and working on. And, and I use it as a, sometimes as a sounding board for, you know, testing out some ideas, but we don't really go back and say, what happened? Why didn't you do it? Like Eric does. <laughs> so. That would be a fantastic idea. Text them and ask them, Hey, did you do whatever? 
and such and such. And I bet they're probably thinking the same thing. They're like, man, I wish I could get this thing done. And there you go. Erica. So maybe you said this, Natalie, sorry. Are you connected in? So if we think, okay, it's going to be people who know they have ADHD. So where do those people go? Other therapists, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, to get in with those um, and be the person that says like, so if, you know, uh, a therapist that you're connected with, somebody comes in and says, you know, I just can't organize my house. Now the therapist isn't going to go to their house and help them do that, but you could, so they could refer yeah, I, you. So yeah. I'm talking about references. I actually started, I had a student do an internship with me uh, last April for a month and I got him started. He went on the website for the psychologist in Quebec. There's supposedly 486 of them that work with ADHD for adults. So I had him build a list for me and start calling things on, calling on behalf of me, a professional organizer and coach. I actually had one uh, neuropsychologist uh, ask if he wanted to meet with me and go meet with them. And they're basically, you know what, we want you in our clinic. We can have you in here full time. We have enough people because you're, you're fluent uh, in French and English. You even are familiar with uh, high functioning autism. Um, we can send you people. And I said, well, I want to work with the adults. You'll be working with the adults. But it was like like it's like a thirty five minute commute with no traffic, no weather, and, and then it's the cost. And I'm like, so I know there's a need out there, but it, that that felt like it was going to become a job. I have to go to this office. I like the, I like the freedom of being from home. But I'm in the process now. I have you know three or four psychologists now who are starting to refer me people, and I'm just going to have also the student do some work on on building that list because I need, also need people to refer clients to who want to get assessed. Who need therapy, and then I would so, I would highly highly encourage you to nurture those relationships, um, yeah. like focus there. You're pro- you would probably be better off spending your time focusing and nurturing those relationships than even touching social media. Correct. Okay. Yeah, because I I do think once somebody's endorsed by their psychologist, their that the the conversion ratio will be much higher for sure. So good point. Too. Yeah, uh, uh, Marissa. Um, that just reminded me, and um, I'm gonna, I, I might be plugging another um, podcast on your podcast, Eric. Uh, Jordan Harbinger, um, he, on the Jordan Harbinger show, he t- always talks about networking and that in networking, it's not so much just you know reaching out and say, hey, how are you doing and this and that, but really going to other people who can be of, of use to you, not in a using way, uh, but these other therapists and saying, Hey, you know, is there something I can do for you? Or, you know, maybe providing them with some information. And then that way they have you in mind. Right. And, you know, letting them know that you do this and that you're willing, if they're close by, and so nurture those relations relationships for people who are close by, that you you offer. I'll come to your office or something like that. So if you can give something of value to them, then they will want to return that value to you. Um, so it's the idea of networking by providing value to other people. Hey, can I share? Yeah, I'm starting. To, uh, yeah, starting that. Yeah. Can I share a quick uh, um, Jordan Harbinger uh, uh, moment of shame story for me? Story. Mm. So I was going to be a guest in his podcast, and he has his guests fill out like this five page form, and I never filled it out. Shut yeah. Up. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I think about that often. Moving I'm on. Come to the microphone Will. and smack you. Okay. <laughs> Will. Uh, I was going to say uh, from that uh, same idea with the building the relationships is you want to do it early too before you need it because when you need it mm. it's too late you need to go early and be like hey i'm making all the like networking 
for the sake of networking in the beginning is what actually makes your network worthwhile. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm totally in for the long haul because I met somebody, a psychologist, uh, you know, a year and a half later, she calls me and she says, I know you focus on ADHD, but I have this client who's a hoarder. Uh, you think, you know, I said, send me the pictures. And it, yes, absolutely could handle him and met with him. And he actually thought it was way better than, you know, easier to do work with me than, it, than he anticipated it would be. So um, I know it takes sometimes a year and a half, two years before they, they generate, but it's starting to open up. So I would say I would say to give your to give yourself a a three to six month timeline and work it. Mm-hmm. Do the hustle. Turn the TV off. Cancel the cable. Make this happen. Okay. That is like cancel the cable. I didn't know it was going to be that. <laughs> Dina, handwritten notes. When you meet with them, you have any contact with them, you write them back a handwritten note. I'm telling you, that impact is phenomenal. They will not forget. It's true. It is. Yeah. It's, and, and I, yeah. I agree with and, you. And I get, birthday cards some crane paper, yeah. real paper, like the, you know, like the, that's like cotton, like nice. And people go, oh, wow, this does not go with the rest of the mail. Uh, unless, unless it takes you an hour to write each one, then don't do that. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> well, I think, I think that the important thing, you know, and why it takes a long time is because with therapists, I mean, these are their precious clients that they are really looking out for and that they are not going to recommend uh, somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, who they don't trust. So you have to build that trust in whatever ways it is by showing that you're competent, by testimonials, by meeting with them by showing them what they do, organizing their house, say, here's how I work, giving them a demonstration of it. I don't know in what way, but the trust is going to have to be there. And it is going to take some time, I think, to William and, and Eric's uh, point to, to build that trust. But then I think once you do, you'll have just great relationships where you're also seeing people and recommending back to them. You're saying, I, I found somebody, I am doing their organizing. I, I have recommended them to you because I feel that they might need to be tested and so on or need your yeah. help. Absolutely. Okay. So it's a lot of ideas here. I think a lot of it has to do with sort of really, really narrowing your focus, um, taking that, that sort of uh, singular path, you know, the, uh, uh, that the acronym of focus, which is follow one course until success. Right. I think building the, these bridges or building these relationships with uh, local providers, um, finishing the website, uh, I mean, I think these are, like, to me, those are the two activities that are going to most quickly lead to income generating uh, work. I really appreciate the feedback because it gives me more clarity uh, to go out there and um, some said it's not knowing where to go. I've worked with business coaches, but it didn't prove the results I was hoping for. But having the clarity, now I have the confidence and I know that my stuff it will definitely be moving forward. So I'll have to keep you guys accountable. All right. So what, uh, what, what specific commitments do you want to make here? Uh, well, I, I think one of the things is, is uh, as you say, is to really focus the message on people who know they have ADHD and the rest, if it comes, it comes, but it's really, I'm spending maybe too much time doing the advocacy at this point to really, I got to focus on building my business first so that I'll be, have more time to hire 
people and then I, then I have more time to do the advocacy down the line. Uh, and then I really have to put the uh, pedals of the metal to get this website up and finished. And, uh, and I think, as you say, is maybe to focus on the French uh, right now, um, because I think there's more gaps to be filled. There's not as much uh, services out there that are uh, resources available for people in the French community um, to get there. And like I said, writing French or English is not so difficult for me. I just have to take the time to, to review the text. So those are the main things I'm going to focus on and get the student to continue uh, building those relationships with the psychologist list that I have there. If you were to spend, if over the next, I don't know, you, you tell me the time frame. If the only work activity you did was finishing the website and get nothing else, how long do you think it would take you? With, without building content right now, mm-hmm. just putting it as is, mm-hmm. probably a month. Just I just have to get the French translated. Okay, so two thoughts. If it, you think that that will take you a month, hire somebody now to help you finish it in a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? All right. I mean, because if that's all you're doing, right? Because like, if that's the one thing that is going to make everything else easier, everything else is bullshit, to, to borrow a line from, from Alan Brown, right? Stay in the link because that's going to be the thing that knocks over the other dominoes. Because when you're when you're building those relationships with other providers, where do you think they're going to go to find more information about you? Yeah, I need the website. Well, I, I kind of had in my head that July, August, our, our content building in September would be the, the the launchy part. You know, where I put it out there more. So the website. <laughs> There's all yeah, yeah, like, No, again, no, man. no. <laughs> right. So, Marissa, what, what what are you saying no to? She's like, I want to build this content. I want to make sure that there's something there. But the thing is, Natalie, you can add content. I know you have at least one PowerPoint because I've seen it. (laughs) And so you can put that (laughs) on your website. What you need, it's like, I don't know who said it, but your website is your online business card. So if somebody sees you at an event or at a whatever, and they're like, oh, Natalie, I want to see, but they can't find you. That's it. They're going to move on to somebody else. Get the website. Put something up there, put your information up there, and then and then you can add content and it'll be great. But the website, the website. All right. So I, I, I think I have clarity now. Just there's a, I'm going to translate my website while I'm the next two weeks as I'm wrapping Doesn't up. Doesn't Google vacation. do that automatically? Like, why do you it need does, to do it that? Does a, it does a bad translation. It doesn't matter, though. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if people are looking for you and they see that, oh, you also speak French. Right. Like, you know, I, I see in, on some storefronts around here, uh, say, uh, hablo espanol, like saying, we speak, we speak Spanish, right? You put on the website, I speak, you know, I speak French. Yeah. Yeah. But in Quebec, there's a difference, right? In Quebec, we actually have a law where any signage uh, it has to be in French. And if any other languages have to be, I think it's like uh, 22% smaller. Uh, it can't be as, as big or bigger than in French. So it's important to get the French right. Um, because they will poo-poo it otherwise. Okay. All right. And there you go. So I, I mean, I, I'll do a test. I, I'll do a test on on a couple of paragraphs, see how it translates. And uh, if it gives me some faster, then it is easier to maybe edit than to completely. What kind of market research can you do to, from other local businesses in your area to see what they do? In terms of the translation? Uh-huh. Because I, I, I am I sure you maybe, are not the first small business owner who is like trying to figure this out. 
No, I agree. But it's one thing just to do signage. It's another thing to write a text where you're getting into the emotional stuff. You have to get the, the, the colloquialisms sure. and the, you know, right. You know, as, as you've heard me sometimes in conversations, I'm using expressions. I'm like, is this how you say it in English? And it's not quite the, the same thing. Uh, so there's a <laughs> so, bit of that. So Tina's getting more. very animated. Uh, Tina, what, what are you saying no to? <laughs> so all you need to do is be found. It needs to look good. Findable phone number says whatever size it has to be on there that says I speak French. I'm fl- I'm bilingual, which was from here. Sorry, um, <laughs> you know, because there's no requirement on the web. <laughs> okay, so but it's a my website doesn't give a whole lot of content. It just gives you that I am in business and I'm where I'm at and I serve this general region. That's it, and it looks good. I- and you can reach I me. love your no nonsense. You're Why? just no nonsense. I just love it. Well, and <laughs> I, I can have that clarity. We both, know, we both know that I didn't do it, right? We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. We know that it just got done and I'm happy. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah. Natalie, in, in all like I believe that if you if you needed to, I think that you could have a live website by Friday. I think he just okay. threw it down. That was a challenge. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. well, I, 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 I sucked up my data plan in five days, and I have an eight-gig data plan. So I had I doubled it on vacation, and I have to find more Wi-Fi. Penny-wise, dollar-poor, that, that rationale is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if that's the issue, call your, your, your service provider and get more data, right? I did. I doubled it. Quadruple it then. Don't let that hold you back from developing your website. I, I don't know if they have more than that. Anyway, I'll find out. <laughs> if you're willing to pay more money, I am sure they are willing to provide more data. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I did, I did take the biggest one at this point, but anyway. Okay. Wait, Will, wow. do, you have a, do you have a thing? Do you have a... Uh, you know, just saying my brain was going. <laughs> uh, cause, but, going uh, away or going fast? Going away. <laughs> All right. So, so did did you have a comment then, Will, or no? I was going to say, yeah, with you're right, but you can do a website real fast uh, with some of the tools. Like I did uh, my last site with, I think, total of nine hours, and it looks great. Uh, The the trickiest part is writing copy, and if you know what you're talking about, that's not so hard. Will, it's the part where I'm getting tripping is the copy. Will, can you write Natalie's website? I mean, for a small fee, (laughs) she is your friend. It's true, but then I'd I'd have to be going away from my one thing. So, oh, then don't forget it. (laughs) Great, great saying it's great saying no and knowing your one thing. I don't know. I'm still like in shock that you said by Friday, and I I just might took my breath away, but I feel like Natalie, you can do it. Well, uh, well, Friday is uh, two days from now. Yep. It's not a question of, the, of building it. It's like I said, I have that existing. It's just a question of uh, getting the text out. I'm going to do the French, though. I will get the French done because so, like that one, I'm ready to come home and it'll just be up and going. Get the French. I have to get that done. So then what? what's the date that you're going to target to go live? Uh, well, we'll see. That, well, the week after, first week at the end of July. The first week of the July. Does that work out too? Is that when you're getting back home? Well, how many listeners are <laughs> How many so, listeners uh, are there? Uh, by July, July 8th. Okay. July 8th. 
I think you can do it. But before that, July 8th, maybe tell yourself July 1st and then July 8th is your margin. I'd be willing to take it on more if I was physically in my home, but right now I'm I'm on the road. So more limited. And I don't know if Maine has even cell phone coverage where I'm Wait, going in the next. Your week. RV, do you have TV in your RV? Yeah, but it's, uh, it's recorded uh, TV, not live TV. Okay. So you're not as likely to watch it. Like, yeah, I can't turn it on. I don't, I can't even get a radio station properly. Beautiful. And I'm in Conservative Island. So. That's ideal. Yeah. Natalie, you got what it takes to get this thing done. All right. I really appreciate the feedback and the confidence and the clarity that you guys have given me. And I have to make it happen. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. Natalie, I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, everyone's feedback was, was awesome. As uh, for, for listeners, you know, if you are in, in, in uh, business, if you're trying to start something yourself, how can you apply this to what you're trying to do? What are the things that are getting in your way? And what's that one thing that you could do? Such by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. You know, here at ADHD Rewired, we're a big fan of the book, The One Thing. Um, it's not an ADHD-specific book, but it's such a powerful book to help us uh, really prioritize because our brain naturally thinks that everything is equally important. And it's not. Right? So we really have to think about what is the thing that's going to have the biggest impact on the next thing. And then once we get to that next thing, we think what's going to have the biggest impact on the next thing. And the less we focus on, the more we will get done. All right. Thank you so much. And we will be with you next time. This is Eric Tivers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. Learn more about the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content that you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. Support ADHD Rewired and help replenish our coaching group scholarship fund by becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired. Different levels of support get different perks. You can give just a buck or three or five bucks a month or more. Every little bit helps. And it's an awesome way for you to let me know that you value this show the community, and everything else we do. That's patreon.com slash ADHD Rewired. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tivers. Subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube to see select interviews and other videos I've made. The ADHD Rewired community is now a secret group on Facebook, so that's one less reason to not just be a passive listener, but to be an active member of our community. Fill out our short screening form at our website, ADHDrewired.com. We screen everyone before they join. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities or on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Quora, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends, your family, your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. 
If you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone or even do it for them. And if you really love this episode, please hit share on your podcast player. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things you really can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on the Apple Podcast app or on Stitcher or any other podcast app that supports and accepts ratings and reviews. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Need some ideas on where to start other than Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection, Darren Greatly, Rising Strong, or her six-hour recorded workshop, The Power of Vulnerability? Then I would recommend The One Thing by Gary Keeler. Oh, and if you by any chance know Brene Brown, please let her know how grateful I am for all of her work and what she means to me and the ADHD community, and that she's welcome on my show anytime. And in the one in like 7 billion chance that Brene, you're listening, please come and be a guest. Thanks. This is Eric Tivers reminding you, keep learning, keep growing, and keep connecting. And no matter how hard it all feels... Remember, we can do hard things. Until next time.